All right. Welcome back to part two of the Hardly Knowledgeable podcast. This is going to be a little bit more of a fun part uh, for this week's episode. We're going to start off. We're going to go with the top uh, 10 Big 12 logos here. All right. So let's go ahead and go to Drew. I want you to rank your logos one through 10. Drew, go ahead. Okay. So I'm going to go with the Jayhawk at number one. As I said last time, um, you know, it's a really big bird, really big beak with some shoes. So, number one, I'll stick with the TCU Horn Frogs at number uh, number two. You know, you don't see that, don't see that all the time. I will not have the, I will not have West Virginia at three anymore. I am going to put uh, K State, the Wildcats, at number three because I think, you know. The Wildcat might not be, you know, it's kind of a generic mascot, but the Powercat looks pretty cool. So have them at number three. Um, you know, I don't like doing this, but I'll put Texas Longhorns at number four because, um, you know, really have the Longhorn there, center court of your basketball court or whatever. So all of that there. Um, I'm having trouble figuring out, like, what certain teams – logos look like here i'll have oklahoma state next at five is that five okay um iowa state cyclones at six oklahoma sooners at seven texas tech red raiders at eight um Who – okay, so I have West Virginia left. Who have I not ranked yet? West Virginia and Baylor. Ba- I didn't do Baylor? Okay. I will do Baylor at number nine and West Virginia at number ten. All right, Bryson, you got a top ten because that one was trash. Dude. <laughs> yeah, I'm going TCU one because I actually like the purple lettering with the horn frog under it. I would go them one. Two, I got to stay loyal with the Jayhawks. I like the bird. We got little and big birds. I mean, you can't go wrong with that. Uh, three, I'm going the wild kitties from Manhattan. Uh, it's probably a pretty cool purple logo. I guess I like the purple color. Um, nice little silhouette head of the wildcat. It's pretty nice, pretty clean. Um, unfortunately, four is Texas. Um, the longhorn, you know, it's a tradition. It's just a nice-looking, clean-looking longhorn with a nice little rack. Um, five, it gets a little tough. I think I would go with OU just because I like that it's not just connected to each other. Like B and then a U, like Baylor is. I like that they at least tried a little bit, you know what I mean? Um, Sits would be the Cyclone, whatever that is. Iowa State, um, we know we, we don't understand their, their logic very well with their mascot and their everything there, but I would go Iowa State sits. Seven, I would go with the Texas Tech Red Raiders because it's literally just two T's on top of each other. Like, congratulations, you put a lot of effort in there. Um, eight, I would go Oklahoma State Cowboys. It's just a plain OSU logo, nothing to it. Uh, nine, I would go Baylor because, like I said, this is BU. It's not really anything at all. And then 10, I would go uh, West Virginia. 
All right, here we go. So this is what the ten best mascots in a row. So this is or not mascots logos. All right, because that list was also wrong. <laughs> the best mascot in the Big Twelve is the dual T Texas Tech logo. That is fantastic. All right, that is one of the best logos in the Big Twelve, if not nation. All right, it's simple. Let you know what it is. Dual T Texas Tech. All right, the second best mascot. Or not mascot, the second best logo in the Big 12. The one I like to look at is Oklahoma State's logo. Now, I know it's just an OSU. I like the orange. I like the black. And then have you ever seen it put on a sheriff star on the side of a helmet? Because it looks really cool. Put on a sheriff star on the side of the helmet because, you know, cowboys are sheriffs for some reason. Third best logo in the Big 12 is the Kansas State University Wildcats. The Power Cat. I mean, Bill Snyder created it, so it's obviously awesome. Um that's the that's the third best logo. Uh, the fourth best uh, logo I'd have to say would be the Baylor Bears. Love the love the green and yellow. All right, love the green and yellow. Uh, TCU will be five. Simple, straightforward purple lettering, but then they put the horned frog underneath it. Fantastic when you put the horned frog underneath it. Um, let's see. Guess I'm gonna have to put Kansas in the list somewhere. So, the least frightening looking shoe or looking bird with sneakers on will be number six. The Texas Longhorns will be number seven. The Boomer Sooner Oklahoma Sooners will be number nine or number eight. The West Virginia Mountaineers will be number nine. And then who am I missing, guys? Oh, the Iowa State Cyclones. Yeah, their logo is terrible anyway. It's an Iowa State across it. All right, be better. All right, be better. That's all I got to say. People at the Iowa State Branding Department, I'm talking to you. All right? You'll never listen to this, but be better. Cyclone Larry needs to tell his guys to step it up up there. Cyclone Larry just needs to shut up. All right? That's all I got to say. All right? Pretty, he sure, pretty to- sure he listens to the podcast, so, you know. Yeah. I mean, when, when we post this, we'll, we'll tag him at Cyclone Larry. <laughs> listen to this. All right? Your team's terrible. Matt Campbell's overrated. You're not going to win more than six games next year. All right, that's just not happening, okay? Moving on from that, <clears throat> we're in the Christmas season, everybody, so. Logo, logo knowledge, I'm kind of impressed. You know, Who? You, you have good oh. logo knowledge. I, I don't know very many of what presents <laughs> the logos too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I like it. I like to do that. Baylor's actually rebranding a little bit, and they're putting that, they're putting that bear in more places, like the bear head, which I really like. It looks cool. All right. All right. It is Christmas season, and we've all been in America for a long time. And driving down the roads in America, you see a lot of Christmas lights on houses and on the side of the road. Are we a big proponent of decorating your houses with Christmas lights, or do we like to do the the air up things that you know you just stake in the ground? Uh, sometimes you have a little bit of both. Um, as far as the Christmas lights, it's obviously better than the blow-ups because the blow-ups kind of there. They don't make, it, make or break it. The lights are what makes or breaks the whole thing. Um, you can get into, are you a clear guy? Are you a multicolor guy? Are you what people despise and hate? Emphasize that. The flashing light people. Um, so what are you? And it really makes or breaks your house. I think if you put the air up stuff outside of your house, you are an attention whore, and that's it. You know, my father drew 
puts the air up stuff outside of his house. So you just went after my father there, who is a regular listener. So, a listener. <laughs> so you better take that back. He puts he puts that stuff outside of your house. The air up it's stuff? up right now. It's up right now. He gets almost he gets a new air up almost every year. Listen, all due respect to Marty, and I mean all due. No, don't even say it. No, I have respect for your father. I just think it's a little too much. That's all. If you want to put up lights, flashing lights, you know, whatever, after Thanksgiving Day, of course, then that's, you know, that's your decision, I guess. I just don't like putting up all the air up stuff. Sorry if I offended anyone. Marty. Marty on the podcast. Got to defend himself. Yeah, we're going to let him join the podcast, and he'll come after you. All right, give him a couple Miller lights, and you'll be done for, okay? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think nothing can beat the perfectly executed artwork that is lights put on the house, okay? If, you, if you're driving down the road and you see a bunch of lights up, and you're like, man, that guy did a lot of work, and you have, the, you have a ton of respect for him after that, you know? So that's my opinion. Um, let's move on. So two of, two of the, uh, people here in this podcast are, they like to frequent the bars down in Aggieville. One of us in this podcast doesn't enjoy it so much. I want the best bar in Aggieville. Then I want the worst bar in Aggieville. All right. So there's going to be a lot of controversy around this. So Bryson, go ahead. Best bar in Aggieville, worst bar in Aggieville. Okay, I think everyone can agree the worst bar in Aggieville. Well, okay, question. Are we going in bars that people attend, or are we counting, like, Mojo's and Tate's and stuff in this? Have you ever been to Mojo's? I have been to Mojo's. It's a good time. It is. It's not a bad time. I've heard Tate's. I might say it. Um, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll start off by saying prayers to anyone involved in the in the – the shooting that happened at Tate's, and I am happy they found the guy, so that's good. They used him in jail, and he needs where he should be, and yeah, we'll leave that at that. Um, worst bar in Aggieville, Tubby's. The only thing good about Tubby's is 50 Cent Wells night on Thursday. The only good thing about it. The only good thing. Um, and you can get in at 18, I guess, which is a problem when you're 21 because all you get is a bunch of these freshman sorority tits, and you know. Yeah. Anyway, um, second is tough. I'm mean, not second. My favorite is tough because the yard bar, although a lot of fun, is crowded and can be a mess at times. And if it's not nice outside at night, you're freezing your butt off outside, it makes it kind of worthless. I would say my favorite bar in Aggieville would be O'Mouse because of the atmosphere. And the shots and the drinks are all, they're all A1. I'm pretty sure it's the only bar in Aggieville that sells Hennessy. So that's obviously got to be a top priority for me. Best Vegas bomb in Aggieville. The award goes to O'Malley's. All right. Now I'm going to go at the worst bar here, and it might be a little controversial even in this, uh, this year podcast. But the, I'm going to say the worst bar for, Going out on a Friday, staying out late and getting drunk is Tanner's. Why? Because Tanner's is closed when everything else is open, and that is terrible. All right? Close, I understand you close the kitchen, whatever. Everybody does that. 
Stay open until two. Stay open until two. It's not that hard. Okay. You're going to be a bar. Stay open until two. So that's the worst for me. All right. O'Malley's probably the best. It's got a really relaxed vibe. You go in there, you get a couple of Vegas bombs, you go out back, you sit down, you drink your beer and you just sit around and chat. It's like, it's like what you do in your backyard. Really looking forward to the barn. Um, I'm hoping that's got the same type of vibe. Um, uh, but yeah, yeah. Drew, do you have a best and worst here? Um, yeah. So my bar experience isn't as well as your guys's here. I would say that I was, I got a Vegas bomb from Tubby's one time and it tasted like cough syrup. It tasted worse than cough syrup. It was dog crap. It was just bad. So, so Tubby's is the worst for me. You know, I don't have a ton of experience, so maybe, you know, some other ones are worse, but I would say that for the best bar, I would have it between Porter's, which I had a good time at, or O'Malley's. I like at O'Malley's that the Vegas bombs are really good. They just got good drinks there. I had some drink there the other night, the night I graduated. I didn't know what it was, but it was pretty good. Um, if the weather is nice, you can kind of go outside and sit down at the tables. There's a lot of room. So I'll go with O'Malley's as my best one. All right. Nolan, backing up on Tanner's real quick. Tanner's is the best place in Aggieville to go if you want to sit down, watch the game, and have a beer. Absolutely. That's what they do good. I agree. And the best, arguably the best food. You can, you can make a case for Lucha. Um, but, yeah. And so I, I wouldn't slander them like that. I just wouldn't, I wouldn't consider them a bar like any of the others because any others, none of the others really serve food or anything like that either. You know, it's just mainly go drink and have fun. Have you ever had So Long's food? Oh, yeah. So Long's fire too. But I, So Long and Lucha are connected, so you can't really say much about them. Yeah. Have you heard of Lucha's secret menu? Uh, I've heard some because yeah. of Buddy that works there. Yeah, all you have to do is you go there and you, you look up on Google Taco Lucha Secret Menu, and it's the first link, and you click on it, and it's like 10, 10 tacos that you <laughs> that's not on the regular menu, and they're good. They sound good, and they taste good. I haven't tried them all yet, but I've had a couple. Um, yeah, I can back you up on Tanner's. I mean, if K-State's playing a big game, you know, it's fun to go down there and watch them. Uh, there's always one guy. One guy there who's a good, who's good time if you haven't watched a K-State game at Tanner's. He's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but yeah, Tanner's it's enjoyable, but it's not a, it's not a place to go out and party. Um, so yeah. So here, can you hear this? Did everybody hear that? That's a yearbook. That's the yearbook hitting the table and we're about to open it back up. We're going back to Chanute high school. We're going back to this new high school days real quick. And we're actually going to do a logo ranking competition among SEK schools. Here's your SEK schools. Ready? Iola. They have. The Denver Broncos Mustang, but it's white and yellow. All right. Chanute. And very um, feminine. <laughs> Obviously. Chanute. <laughs> let's, just do, let's just do mascot rankings. Let's not even do logo rankings. Let's do team nickname rankings. All right. So the Mustangs, the Chanute Blue Comets, the Fort Scott Tigers, the Independence Bulldogs, the Parsons Vikings, uh, the Pittsburgh Purple Dragons, and the Coffeeville, or I'm sorry, the Field Kindley Golden Tornado. Drew, you want to lead us off here? Oh geez, um, I don't even. I'm trying to think here. I want someone else to go first. 
Okay, I've put a lot of thought into this. <clears throat> oh, I bet you did. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> the Tigers and the Mustangs and the Bulldogs are all basic, and they can be the worst three, all right, in whatever order. They can be the worst three. The Blue Comets. We're going to start off there. It's named after a train that went through Chanute. It's based on Chanute, all right? You got to respect it. You got to respect it, okay? So not that I'm a homer, but I am. Chanute Blue Comets, number one, all right? Number one. Number two, the Pittsburgh Purple Dragons, because a purple dragon just sounds cool. Plain and simple. Purple's a good color, blah, blah, blah. Field Kindley. The Golden Tornado. I mean, it's a Golden Tornado. What are you going to hate about it? It's a tornado made of gold. Come on. Number three. Number four, the Parsons Vikings because Vikings are scary. And then the bottom three in whatever order you want. Iola's dead last, obviously, because 30 years. But Iola's dead last. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you. Uh, I'll go worse the first. Iola won, and it's not because of my pure hatred towards Iola. Okay, it might be, but it also is, um, you know, it's you can't have two names for a mascot and you expect to be cool. You have a Mustang and a pony. Come on now. When your team plays like ponies more than a dozen Mustangs, then you can't really have any conversation here. Check out that 2019 uh, homecoming game if you want, or 2018 homecoming game in Iola. It was a fun game for us. Um, you know who I'm talking to, but if you know who this is, too. Anyway, um, so that's what seven. So six. Um, I would go independence. <laughs> the independence bulldogs. I got some weird roommates that are being pretty loud in the back, but um, I would go independence bulldogs there. Um, five would be Fort Scott because I, I think a tiger's cooler than a bulldog. Um, four. I would actually roll with Coffeeville. Um, I mean tornadoes or whatever. I mean, they can be cool sometimes, but they're very, I feel like they're also generic in a lot of things. Uh, three, I would roll the Vikings just because I like the purple and everything. You can roll that together. I think it's pretty clean. Um, two, I would actually do Chanute over or at second just because although it's it's cool and it has a historic background, we just, it's just nothing that special. And we change our color, our main colors, like every year, so it's hard to tell what colors we actually are because we're not we're not blue and gold anymore. Um, and then so yeah, then I would finish with Pitt at one. The purple dragons, I mean, it's pretty pretty dope. Well, but they're not called the Chinook blue and gold dra- or comets, you know. That's true. That's true. But when you, have, when you have the worst Letterman jackets out of any school in the, in the SUK, it's hard to back it up. I I think our I think. The Comets Letterman jackets are really – I like the blue. I like the blue and the yellow together. I think it's ugly, especially because we have no yellow in any of our school colors anymore. <laughs> Fair enough. Hey, Drew, one question before you give your give your whole list here. What is a blue streak? Um, I don't know. Is that like blue, you know, blue poop? You know, is that what we're, we're going with? Or I don't know. Was that Neo Deshaies? Yeah. They is a blue lightning bolt is what they call it. That's so lame. Why is it called a streak? Who calls a lightning bolt a streak? No, that's a streak. The losers at Neo Shea, apparently. Apparently. Okay. So done for this world. Nothing. We're going from the bottom up. I would have Iola at seven. Basically just because I hate Iola. Yeah. You know, Traitor. 
What's that? I said uh, you hate it for someone that lives there. Mom it. It's fine. It's whatever. Six, I would go with the Golden Tornado of Field Kenley. Just because, like, you're in Coffeyville. All right. I know this has, has nothing to do with the name of the team, but you're in Coffeyville. Just call yourself Coffeyville. Don't try to be cool and call yourself Field Kenley. All right. Number five, I will have the Fort Scott Tigers. They're pretty, uh, pretty generic. They're a little less generic would be the Bulldogs of Independence. Gosh, I'm, I'm blanking on one. I, I have Chanute, Pitt, and who else left? Parsons. Parsons. Okay. I – if Pittsburgh was just the Dragons, I'd have them higher. But since they're the Purple Dragons, I will have them at three. Um, and then at number two, I will have the Vikings. think Vikings are, you know – Kind of scary, kind of cool little mascot. And then number one, bias, but the Blue Comets. So, they're my, it's my little list. It's just, it's just unique. It's just unique. The fighting Cleet Frizzells would be a better, yeah, yeah. A big mascot of Cleet Frizzell roaming the track or roaming the, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. You wouldn't get coming to a, to a new home game and their mascot was a train with, Cleet Frizzell's head on the front is smashing through the opponent. Have, have you seen the Bruce train? I have seen the Bruce train. I mean, come on. You imagine Cleet Frizzell's face in the, in the front of that train. I mean, we got to get a video from Chanute and just have that like as a video. Like Cleet mm-hmm. Frizzell's head just crushing through whatever mascot they're playing. Like that'd be dope. Well, Drew, you can buy the video board. The Drew Schoenberger family video board at the end of the in the uh, Chanute community sports complex. Cosmosphere. Oh, we're getting one. Cosmosphere. We're getting one in the basketball gymnasium too. We're going all out. Oh, of course, in the Ralph Miller gym. <laughs> so I didn't know if right. it was that or not. I wasn't sure. All right, this is the last question. Most likely, you're hungry one day. You decide to go to Subway. You're getting a sandwich. What you getting? What's the best Subway order? What's your Subway order? Drew, you can go ahead and go first on this one. All right. So, I'm going to Subway, going to my go-to. Footlong, Italian herbs and cheese, steak and cheese, which Chipotle Southwest sauce, and toasted, obviously. Simple. Um, so, Shinu had this forever, and it's gone now. I'm sad, but the best thing there, if you want to pay less for it, is the steak club. Italian herbs and cheese, steak, Ham and turkey on top of it, pepper jack cheese, chipotle, pickles, salt and pepper, heated, because toasted makes the red hard. It's not the same. You don't want that. Heated with Dr. Pepper or Mr. Pib. All right. I'm going to be very detailed with mine. Mine's a pretty big order. Footlong, Italian herbs and cheese, steak and cheese. They're going to say what cheese, Nolan? Pepper jack. No other option. Pepper jack, all right? Put it in the toaster. Get the bread nice and crispy. Bring it out. What vegetables do you want? Well, lettuce, tomato, onions, and I want a ton of pickles. I want a ton of pickles on that thing, all right? I, I, I want to only taste the pickle, pretty much, all right? And then cucumber. For a splash of freshness, you want both the pickled form of a cucumber and then a cucumber, just for a little bit of freshness. And then if you're feeling 
you know, feeling it, you might sneak on some spinach, some green peppers, you know, but not, not necessarily. Then mayo. Put some mayo on there, all right? So that's, that's my Subway sandwich. Get some of the jalapeno kettle chips, and you're good to go, okay? All right. I like that we have bread in the same steak. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. That's the best sandwich. It is, by far. Second yeah. best would be chicken teriyaki. We might differ there. I think the Italian BMT is pretty good. Mm. Mm. <laughs> so, all right. One last question. I'm sorry. This is yes or no. This is yes or no. Will K-State finish in the top half of the Big 12 this season in basketball? Top half. Five. One through three, or like four through six, or what? Like they're gonna finish one through five if they finish in one through one through five. No. All right, everybody. So they said no. Last time we asked a yes or no question, it was will the Lions win the game against the Vikings? And they did. So everybody said no here. Everybody said no here. So with any luck, the Wildcats will finish in the top five here. Who's okay. your top five? Uh who's the top five, in my opinion? Uh Mm, Baylor KU interchangeable at one, and then the other one interchangeable at two. So Baylor KU one two. Um, three probably would be Texas Tech. I'm not sold on Texas yet, really not, um, because they haven't played anybody. They just haven't played anybody, and when they did play them, they lost. So I'm not sold on the Longhorns. So they're, I'd say four, four or five for them. Um, I guess you got to put West Virginia up there, right? They're a pretty like team. West Virginia or Iowa State. But, again, Iowa State really hasn't played anybody yet, so I'm not sold on them. Um, so, yeah, West Virginia or Iowa State, five and six. Uh, then I would put hmm, Kansas State at seven, hopefully. Oklahoma State at eight. And then TCU at ten. Or nine. Yeah, nine. Who's Who am I missing? Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, I'd put OU at five. OU at five, West Virginia six, blah, blah, blah. OU at five, West Virginia six, Kansas State seven, right? Am I there? Am I there? <laughs> no, Oklahoma, OU at five. <laughs> I'm running. It's bad right now. OU five, Iowa State six, West Virginia seven, Kansas State aw, eight, Oklahoma State nine, TCU 10. Okay. That's, that, that's my top 10. If I was doing a ranking, I would have Baylor and KU at one and two. You could interchange it either way. I mean, I guess right now it'd be Baylor since they're the number one team in the country, I think. Um, so they're in the top two. Even though they haven't been too impressive, I'll still put Texas at three. I like Chris Beard as a coach. I think that, you know, come later in the year, they'll be, they'll be really tough. I'll them at three. I think Texas Tech at four. Um, Terrence Shannon Jr. is a really good player for them. He has been for a few years now. I think he can really carry them. Their coach now, I'm blanking on his name, but he was an assistant there for a while, and I think he's doing a good job. I would have Oklahoma at five. I I like Porter Moser. He seems to really get those guys going. They've got some good talent. Tanner Groves, Eastern Washington transfer for one of them. Um, I would put West Virginia – and who am I missing here? I would put West Virginia at six. 
and Iowa State at seven. Maybe switch those up. Iowa State's doing a real good job so far. They're undefeated, but I do think they'll crash down the earth a little bit just because they've had such a big turnaround. Then I would have – I think I'd have K-State at eight, and then Oklahoma State TCU at nine or ten. I don't really know if Jamie Dixon's got a very talented team there at TCU, and – you know, Oklahoma State lost Kate Cunningham last year, and they've got the sanctions, so they might just not have much to play for come the end of the year, although I'm sure Mike Boynton will have them playing good. So just because K-State might be the eighth best team in the Big 12 doesn't mean they can't make a tournament run. You know, sometimes this conference has eight or nine teams make it, but I don't think they're a top half because I think the top half's like top 15 teams. Do you think the tournament – I listen, I'm not going to lie. I don't think the tournament's in sight form. I don't think they're going to be 500, especially if they're finishing at number eight. I think um, it could be. I think, I think there's a shot. I think they had a chance this past Wednesday to get themselves a tournament win, but they didn't get it. They lost by a point. The last – I mean, we don't even talk about that. Why have Ishmael shoot the last shot? I don't know. Whatever. We don't need to talk about it. But they're going to rebound against the fight in Fred Hoiberg's this Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday in University of Nebraska, at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. Uh, huh? He's not fired? Nope, not fired. They don't think that he did anything wrong. So, we'll see. Yeah. Um, But, yeah. All right. Well, if you have any questions you want to ask us, go ahead and feel free to DM us on Twitter at Hardly Knowledge. Top 10 real quick, Nolan. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah, I'm trying to skip me over here. (laughs) My top 10, I would go K-State. I'm just kidding. Um, I would go (laughs) – Baylor won as of right now, but I do think KU's better. But I'll give them the respect until that matchup. So I'll go Baylor one, K-State two. Um, I'm going to put Tech three, uh, Iowa State four, uh, West Virginia five. And then I'll put OU six. And then um, – oh, wait, I missed one. Here we go. Let me try this. Baylor one, Kansas two, Texas three, Texas Tech four, Iowa State 5, OU 6, West Virginia 7, K-State 8, Oklahoma State 9, and TCU 10. Like, that's my top 10. For a second there, you had K-State at 2, and I was pretty stoked about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now that everybody's given their top 10, we've talked about the Kansas State possibly making a tournament, even though I don't think it'll happen. We're going to go ahead and close the podcast out. So – if you have any questions, feel free to DM us on at Hardly Knowledge. It's, it's Hardly Knowledge on Twitter, um, or just Hardly Knowledgeable. Um, we will answer them on this podcast. Um, it would actually questions asked would be really good, be a nice segment for us to have. So if you have any questions, feel free to ask them uh, there on Twitter. Um, go ahead and give us a follow on Spotify or subscribe. I don't know if it's follow or subscribe, but go ahead and do that on Spotify. And thank you guys for listening. Anything? Any last? Last thoughts you guys want to say? Two things. For all the college basketball fans out there, I don't know if anybody knows about this, but Coach K at Duke, it's his last season. I don't know. I don't know if anybody knows this. They mention it in the media on the broadcast, you know, a little bit. So, you know, have him in your have him in your thoughts that it's his last year, you know. Just want to get that information out there. Two, Marty, if you're listening, I mean no harm with what I said. I just think the the inflatables are a little bit too much during this Christmas time. I hope this doesn't impact our friendship. And, yeah. 
Uh, have a deep conversation. Take a good break. Marty's <laughs> house under, under a couple Miller lights. Uh-huh. <laughs> He'll probably have a fire going. Uh, my final remark would be because we're in the Christmas spirit. Home Alone and Die Hard are not Christmas movies, and you can see yourself out after that. Have a good day, everyone. <laughs> Gosh darn it. That made me want to keep this thing going because they are Christmas movies. They were set in Christmas times. Drew, are you about ready to be done recording? Six minutes. They are set during Christmas time, yes. Right. But they have right. nothing. It's the whole point of Die Hard. It's a Christmas movie. Drew, go ahead and pick up the stop recording button.